0: Welcome to Inspire, my podcast where everything is inspirational. So today we have Mia.
1: Thank you for inviting me to your show.
0: What type what of struggles do you have these days?
1: Actually, since the pandemic set in, it was a relief for me, to be honest. People find it toxic. In my case, the irony is I prefer it. When the pandemic set in, I, from the spine, lumbar area, my back, down to my left foot, was a compromise because of my spinal condition. Instead of working at the work site in the university, since I'm a teacher on the university, I was approved to from home. My medical condition didn't allow me to go work. I mean, to be on site because every now and then I'll be in pain. Like 24 hours, I'd be experiencing excruciating pain from my waist down to my left foot. So it was a real struggle for me to move out from the bed, like move up to go to the restroom, to go to the kitchen. Like literally just getting up from bed was already a big struggle for me. I sitting down on a chair, it was too much for me when I was approved to work from home. I'd be doing a sea lion position. I don't know if you can imagine that. A sea lion. A sea lion is just like on its fine line, right? Like that. So that's, that's the position I've been doing ever since last year. It's boring. I wasn't stressed because of the pandemic. Maybe because of the news slightly, but it was, it's expected. I mean, the Spanish flu lasted seven years. What stressed me out really was honestly my health condition. It wasn't really the, the COVID thing. I stopped working. Of course, I was also having a burden. I only had to, be, to admit it, but from physical to financial to emotional and, of course, spiritual. So all, all, all in one, holistically, I was so down since last year. It was only in this April I attended an online virtual training program for digital for persons with disabilities because I was already officially a person with disability since January of this year. So yeah, I attended that. And that training once a week. We had well being sessions. Spiritual sessions. It was in those sessions that I was enlightened and that I myself okay let's start loving ourselves let's start finding our purpose let's start having the self-worth and try to improve myself whatever the cost may be. although i don't know if i could do it i don't know if i could you know survive the operation i wasn't even sure if i could finance it at the time but then friends friends from all over the world, my batchmates, my, my relatives, and just Facebook friends whom I haven't really met personally. They just kept helping me and pushed me to go with the operation and improve myself for myself and for my daughter. So the struggle, I could say every day, everyone has struggle. I don't let it faze me. People who might be in my situation right now might feel embarrassed or faced. They think they are they're, they're unlucky or something. But for me, I see this condition as a great learning lesson for me. Because I started learning to love myself. It was the moment that I told myself, okay, I've been prioritizing other people, especially those I love, my family, my daughter. And I forgot to, I lost myself. I forgot to love myself. So. Okay, I guess it's time for me to start loving myself too. And so that I can also have a peaceful
0: life. For sharing so much. Yeah, I've also struggled uh, similar to you. My eye condition, I have eczema. I used to have a lot of um, skin condition growing up and I couldn't really move my body. And then that being stuck in the bed is like really. Puts it down. It's really amazing how you were able to still live on with life, and I imagine that this happened during the pandemic, which was actually pretty good for you, and you had work and education all in one place at home, which I really like for myself as well. Do you uh, achievement that you have adapted through being taught remotely?
1: Actually, I have been a student of an open university that was way back 2004-2009. So I'm kind of an independent learner to the kind of So when the pandemic set in, I didn't really have a hard time. I knew what to do. I'm well aware of what to use. Unlike my other colleagues who were new to do, internet world so for me it wasn't really a big adjustment because I was already I'm a tech savvy I'm a social media savvy so I know I can easily just contact them through Facebook plus even before the pandemic set in 2017 I was already using the Google, Google and Modo and other platforms for education so it wasn't really a big um, adjustment, I mean, so it was really easy. So, you know, it's just a matter of finding time to prepare lessons That is that can be used through the online platform because it's a different thing when you're face-to-face. So, even if you, I don't have books with me, I can already uh, do the lectures and sessions and other activities even without the books because I've been teaching art appreciation and physical education sports since 2007 you know so like a prayer for me so in the internet space you can't just do that like you have to prepare you know something that will not really bigger the file that you sent to them the more memory this file would need in their in their unit so the kids here that we teach in mind so we cannot expect them to have all of them are having a laptop some of them or most of them will be using the cell phone so they don't really have a big memory for their units to save whatever files we will be sending them so i make it a point that i prepare just a little file so that it will not really be a big burden to their unit
0: As well, yeah. I recently I'm doing a children literature unit, and they really encompass the the broad range of diversity and how children books teach the child. So you have like therapeutic, I mean, they range with therapeutic ways to um, connect with the children, and this gives like them understanding of the emotions other people face but not their own and it also has like diversity with disability fight shaming gender equality yeah. so like yeah. similar to that how have you like taught your students the real of your life and like how to improve their mental I health i actually yeah
1: i'm actually an inclusive Uh, advocate, because one is, I have a nephew who is uh, with autism, he is in the spectrum. And ever since then, I was also trained in the university, when I was in college, I was trained to practice inclusivity, diversity uh, matters. So, in my classes, I make it a point that I adjust my lessons, not only to a certain group, but to a certain extent that everyone would be able to learn and especially in sports you know not everyone can do as perfectly as others could so what I do if it's especially if it concerns the height like for example the basketball the basics, basic shooting skills and the kids, some kids would be stunted. You know what I mean? They're a little below average height. So even in the, in the um, valuable skills, serving and, and, and blocking and all that. So what I do is to adjust. For example, in the valuable, uh, we lower down the net for those who are below the average height. And I let them... Execute the skills. That's being inclusive. Even the fat people, I mean the fat students, I adjust to whatever level they could. The important thing for me is that they tried. It is not a lot of zero activity because they tried. So that's being inclusive. That's that's accepting diversity in your classes. So and I, I try to make it a point that I prepare authentic assessments authentic assessments based on what the students could afford to do. I do not agree to standard uh, measurements when it comes to performance tasks because not everyone can be as perfect as the other kid. Some may be better off in writing, some may be better off in math, and yet they are still your students. So you cannot post them to be as perfect as just one student who's really into arts, who's really into sports, because you know, these areas are gifts, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, especially during this pandemic, resilience is very important for the students, as you have mentioned, because the kids right now, the generation of the kids right now, Generation Generation Z uh, They tend to be those that are spoiled Those that are being babied by their parents And that is the reason why they cannot be They cannot always have the 100% resilience in classes So, and here in the Philippines The fact is you might laugh but the parents are somewhat very the culture of the parents is more geared towards their kids having or receiving honors you you get what I mean? They want their kids to be on top in the expense of their kids not learning anymore because they do what the kids are supposed to do and because the kids are, are exposed to the kind of practice by their parents even when they go to high school and college the students are not resilient anymore to do their tasks on their own because they've been used during the elementary by the, 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 the practice that the parents are the ones doing the tasks that's it they've not, they've not anymore learned how to be resilient how to be resourceful how to have initiative on their own because they were not trained to do so. So it's, it, it's the, uh, mil, uh, let's say, malpractice of parenting because, because the parents wants their children to be an honored student, Is it, so.
0: Yeah, was that like your experience in the past, like being a student and having that parenthood to always like- give and have expectations that make you feel like uh, a few feel, feel lesser and like maybe you could like give some advice to have self-independence and self-worth for students that struggle in this way.
1: Um, because I'm a generation X because I was born in the 80s and during our time there was no internet and that's the good thing about it because there was lesser distraction we were trained to really have a study habit because that was the kind of you know parenting that was being practiced before there's no internet so we only had to go to the library we 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 had libraries where we could study now that there is internet There's a lot of going on in the lives of you students out there. That's the reason why you're distracted and you cannot focus on really studying because there's the internet, plus you do your lessons in the classroom, I mean in the Google classroom. So side by side with that, you can visit your social media once in a while because everything's online. But the thing is, you have to think about your future. Whatever your lessons even in elementary and high school, these are still being studied in tertiary level. This these basic concepts that were taught to you in elementary and high school, this will still be studied when you go to college. The only thing and the only difference is it's gonna be in an in-depth more in-depth discussion of this basic uh, basic concepts. So you really need to, you know, have initiative, be resourceful and be resilient, so that in the future you're not gonna be heard of. Because these basic values will really be used also when you already have your own career, when you already have your own family. If you don't practice that early, then it's gonna be a problem when you go to college. When you go to your work workplace with your own and when you have your own families. So it's all up to you to choose whether are you gonna start learning how to be resilient now, how to be resourceful now, or you just let your parents do what you are supposed to do as a student.
0: How would you imagine teachers in the future?
1: Because there's a lot of things that still needs to be learned so that they can be more productive they can teach more they can be more relevant the world is changing it's very dynamic i mean the things that you used to know 10 years ago may not necessarily be the same things that you you know now i mean that's not going to be more relevant so that's what I, i would like to tell all wannabe teachers or all teachers who are listening right now, you have to first, don't settle for mediocrity because your students, you are there for your students in order to achieve, in order to become excellent people, citizens of this world. Second, you need to upskill yourself every now and then. Whatever skills that you can learn, free virtual trainings helpful to you, so specifically on your area of expertise. And you need to upskill, because it will help you be more productive in your area. And the third, you need to be relevant. If you don't know much about the technology that needs to be done, especially now that we are still online, well, I don't know the other countries because other countries are already open, but mostly countries, uh, most of the countries still all over the world are still online, right? So, if you're a teacher who don't know much about um, social media, um, uh, preparing lessons using the technology, then it's happy to do so to learn, you know. You learn to edit your videos. You learn to, you know, do graphics. Because once it's online, it's more on visuals. You're not there to demonstrate the skill. Then do it with visuals, infographics, videos, video clips, and you need to do it on your own. Not unless you have a lot of money to pay a video editor or a graphic designer to prepare your lessons. and <laughs> do so. But if I you, it's easy to learn. It's always there. I mean, there are a lot of YouTube videos that can help you. And that's what I did. That's what I always do. When I want to learn a skill, I always try to research. I always try to watch, um, you know, tutorials. And that's how I learned to be relevant. To continued upskilling. Those are the three important tips that I can, you know, tell to all the wanna be teachers.
0: I uh, really relate to how people are able to go through the understanding of their past experiences and adapt these advices that you gave. Like from your life what was the most memorable moment that you cherish the most that you wish advise other people to do
1: yeah so i think it's best for everyone of us right now especially those who are listening right now to find beauty and all that is happening to them and the adversities that they're going through and all the challenges you have to see the positive effect of this because with this that i underground it has helped me to find myself to find the meaning of my life to find the purpose why i feel alive because you know i've been cheating death for so many times like the you know, moment i was born i cheated death. i was born without heartbeat and yet i was given a chance to live so here i am again i'm still alive and this final depression is actually a very delicate Surgery, I also had COVID last so, you see, I'm trying, what I'm trying to point out is that we should not let this, let's say, incapabilities, inequities, what we lack, to dictate us how to live our life. We need to be having that true grit in us to have the initiative, to have the resilience, to find our purpose, and be passionate about what we Want to do, what we want to achieve in our life, to set a goal for ourselves, and of course find our worth, because whatever that happens in our life, if we have the true grit, then we can always stand up. We can always get up. We may stumble, but we always get up. And, of course, the most important thing in this world is to have to find gratitude in all that we have. Simple things to do that we do, but we need to find gratitude. You know, I always have the gratitude, please, every morning and every night. So I recite them in my mind the moment I wake up, I recite them in my mind before I close my eyes and look hard for the night. And that's the reason why my Metacron gets is basically more on gratitude. But yeah, I believe that my 40 years is testimony of true grit because of all these adversities that I was able to surpass. And because of that, I have gratitude every day that I'm able to live and wake up and witness the beauty of this world. And because of this, I try to make and do things and, you know, achieve whatever mission that I think I have this podcast and um, i believe that this will be able to glorify the name of our creator that's it
0: so what about you uh, yeah, i heard you mention podcasting so what brought you to want to podcast uh, what were your side hustles in high school
1: i was trained by my mom she be an entrepreneur single family and we needed to help our mom to augment the little near salary that she had as a teacher so we all had our own side hustles like for me and my sister we needed to sell whatever delicacies that my mom prepared so yeah that's the entrepreneurial uh, ventures that we have since we, uh, we were kids until high school, and then in college, I started learning how to be an affiliate marketer. So, ever since then, I was into sales. Until now, I went to sales. Recently, I, I thought of podcasting because of my desire to create an impact and to be able to inspire people for undergoing the same seasons that I had before, and I'll be able to provide them tips and give them a flicker of hope and to love life again
0: yeah thank you for sharing i uh, link your podcast in the description of the podcast that uh, hopefully other people can go to your podcast and see the inspiration from people you've interacted from
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having
0: me thank you for being a part of my podcast i've learned so much from you